This is Woman in Revival podcast. Today we are starting a series called Meditations on the Life of Zechariah. Our topic for today is Who is Zechariah? In this series we will be learning about a man called Zechariah who Luke wrote about. Zechariah was a priest. Not only was he a priest but he was someone who had a walk with God. Many people nowadays claim to be pastors They claim to be vicars, they claim to be fathers, they claim to be priests. Yet, they do not have a personal walk with God. Zechariah had a walk with God. And we will see that even in his walk with God, he had challenges, he had troubles in his life. Yet, he continued faithfully with God. Sister, are you walking with God only to see what you will get? Are you walking with God only to reap the benefits for your own self? Or are you walking with him? because you love him are you walking with him because of material reasons or are you walking with him because indeed you cherish him and the sacrifice he made upon the cross for you sister as you're listening to this podcast reevaluate your walk with the lord and ask yourself the question what am i walking with him for deborah shinobi will now take us further on this subject Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you for this privilege again of starting this new series. Thank you for what you have in your heart for us. Father God, I just dedicate this series to you, God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you very much for joining us on Women in Revival broadcast. I trust the Lord has been good to you. and I am very grateful for the privilege he is extending to us. To begin this series tagged meditations on the life of Zachariah like I said on the last series as we looked at the life of Luke I have been reflecting on the book of Luke I have been going through the book of Luke and I'm taking my time to go through even as I study this particular book and in my study there are quite a lot of things that the Lord has brought to my attention there were a couple of characters that caught my attention so in this series again and the next couple of series we'll be encountering some of these persons that the lord has used to challenge my own heart and to equip and encourage my heart and it is my prayer that as we take a little glimpse into the life of zachariah i am praying that the lord will equip your heart and encourage you and steady you and establish you in himself remember you can get our broadcast on www.okofrighteousness.co.uk you can also get our broadcast on women in revival app which you can download on google play or you can also get us on podbean as you download podbean on google play or app store so it is my prayer that as you journey along with us, you will find encouragement even for your very soul. Remember also that our broadcast is available on our website for group study, for your women's group, for your ladies group. Do feel free to contact us for any way we can be of help to you. So we want to look at the life of Zachariah, my personal meditation on the life of Zechariah. So we'll be focusing on the book of Luke chapter 1 
verses 5 to 79. Even though we might not necessarily read all these verses, but I might be alluding to one verse, two verses here, Rande. So may I encourage you to fasten your belt as we journey together to look at the life of Zechariah. Like I said the last time on the series on Luke, the book of Luke was compiled. It was composed by a disciple called Luke, who was a physician. He was a doctor. He compiled it together, not for you, not for me, not for many people to read, but just for one single soul called Excellent Theophilus. Theophilus must definitely have been a man in power who was a disciple even to Luke. So Luke took personal responsibility to put together what has affected his life to make sure that Theophilus understands what has been believed amongst them. So as we go through this now, we will be seeing what brother Luke wrote to Theophilus concerning Zechariah. So today, let us read the book of Zechariah chapter 1, verses 5 to 7, as we take the topic, Who is Zechariah? We want to look at who Zechariah is. So let us read the book of Luke, chapter 1, verses 5 to verse 7, and it says, There was in the days of Herod, the king of Judea, a certain priest named Zechariah's, of the course of Abia, and his wife was of the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. And they were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord blameless. And they had no child, because that Elizabeth was barren, and they both were now well stricken in years. May the Lord bless the reading of his word, even as we meditate together on this. So again, we are seeing how Luke, the physician, took time to put together this biography of Zechariah onto his disciple Theophilus. He wrote this to Theophilus so that Theophilus can know the certainty of what he Luke had been instructed. And from this verse 5 now, we are beginning to see Luke who began to tell these certainties. And what does it entail as we look at who was Zachariah? We are saying that in introducing to Theophilus and even you, the listener, to the person of Zachariah, we are seeing Luke telling us about the days of Herod, who was the king of Judea. And this means all these that we'll be seeing about the life of Zechariah all started during the reign of Herod as king of Judea. And while Herod reigned as king over Judea, Zechariah was a certain priest at that time. Zechariah was from the priest division of Abijah. He married a woman who was also the daughter of Aaron. Elizabeth was one of the many daughters of Aaron, as we have seen in verse 5. And what I am seeing here is Luke's meticulous digging into the biography of Zechariah and that of Elizabeth. And Luke seems like a good historian to me. So it is not wrong actually to pass on biographies to our disciples 
I think one of the things that has helped me in my Christian journey also is the reading of lives of humans like me, whether in the Bible of or contemporary times. I love it when I have the opportunity to read biographies. It tears up my heart. So there is nothing wrong in writing stories about others in order to edify one another. So what is it about Zachariah? We can see that as Zachariah was mentioned, his wife was also mentioned. So though Luke's account was to portray Christ to Theophilus, yet I am saying that there are people who were part of Jesus' stories. And Luke did not overlook even these people. So let us look at Zachariah, even in the picture of what God wants to do through the Lord Jesus. Who is Zachariah? We saw in verse 6 that he and his wife both came from a priesthood lineage. And also they both were righteous in God's sight. They both observed all the Lord's commandments and decrees. Zachariah and his wife were blameless regarding the law of God. Both of them were righteous. Both of them were childless. So Zachariah was childless. He was barren. Zachariah was an old man, as it is being said in that verse 7. They were stricken in years. If you want to get more on the life of Elizabeth, may I encourage you to go on our website, www.okofrighteousness.co.uk and search for one of our past series, Gleanings from Elizabeth Zachariah. We capture the life of Elizabeth in the past. So in this series, we are focusing on the person of Zachariah. And from these three verses that I have read, Luke 1, 5 to 7, I see how Luke set the record straight. He did so by presenting both even Zachariah and his wife as he spoke to Theophilus about the life of this couple. The message translation says, Others have tried their hands in putting together a story of wonderful harvest of scripture and history that took place among them. And some other translation says concerning verses 1 and 2 of Luke, that things that were fulfilled amongst them. So I am saying, that those things that were fulfilled amongst the disciples of old involved even the life of Zechariah. They looked at the life of Zechariah. And here I am seeing Luke, Luke, who is telling me the story about the life of Zechariah. Though Zechariah was righteous, though he was blameless, yet he wasn't without challenge. He was barren at old age. Zachariah was a priest when Herod was king of Judah. Zachariah had a personal walk with God. Zachariah, like I said earlier, had difficulty in life. Yet, Zachariah continued to walk righteously before God despite his age, despite his challenge. We see that his reason for his service in the kingdom was not what he would get from God, but out of his personal love and his personal devotion to God and for God. And hence the reason why he was faithful, 
despite his difficulty. He wasn't serving God because of what he will get. He wasn't quitting on God because God wasn't giving him what he needed or what he wanted. He stayed. He served God because of his love for the Lord. What is your state in God? Why are you following the Lord Jesus? Is it so things can be unkidori? Is it so things can go well with you? We are considering the life of Zachariah, a man without affliction, a man without trouble, yet a man who did not resign from God. He followed God. He was a man raised from a priesthood family, yet he did not settle into that. He strove to have his personal work with God and he continued even when that meant suffering and it is my prayer that even as we journey through this series the Lord will bring you to a place of striking a personal and a deeper commitment with the Lord whereby you can say let come what me I have decided to follow him and follow him to the end may the life of Zachariah challenge you Perhaps you have strayed away from the Lord. It is my prayer that you will retrace your step back to the Lord, even as we consider the life of Zachariah. Amen. This is Women in Revival Podcast. Yesterday we started a series called Meditations on the Life of Zechariah. Our topic for today is His Walk with and for God. Today we will see that not only did Zechariah work for God, he had a walk with God. In the church nowadays we see so many people who work for God but they do not have a walk with him. There's a difference between doing stuff in church, being a children's leader, being a singer in the church, being a youth pastor, being the pastor of a church, being an usher in the church, being a welcomer in the church, being someone who works in the church, to being someone who has a true walk with God. Sister, maybe you work for God. Do you have a walk with God? As you listen to this podcast, take time to ask yourself, do I really have a walk with God? Deborah Shnabi will now take us further on this subject. Thank you once again, Lord Jesus, for your word that you are bringing to us in a minute way. Let your word edify us. Let your word establish us. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you once again for joining us on this broadcast, particularly on this series, Meditations on the Life of Zechariah. Last time we saw the man Zechariah, who he was. 
if you have missed any of this episode which we started yesterday i want to encourage you to go back to our website www.okofrighteousness.co.uk where you can listen to the episode that you have missed you can also listen to us on our app download women in revival app on google play and also you can also listen to us on podbean as you download podbean on google play or app store and search for women in revival you can also get us on anchor you can get us on different podcast platform search for women in revival you google women in revival you might be able to get us you can also get us on youtube as you search for transform our hearts and i am hoping you should be able to get us you can contact us for follow-up for questions for prayers or maybe you want to join one of our bible class or you desire a one-to-one relationship do feel free to contact us on plus four four seven nine four four three nine eight four one five you can whatsapp us you can email us go to our website go on our contact us page and there will be direction as to how you can contact us i feel very privileged to be a woman in a time and a day when god is seeking for women to display his glory to show forth his manifold wisdom through i feel so privileged to be a woman and not just a woman but a redeemed woman so it is my prayer that as we go through this series together the lord will equip your heart he will challenge your heart to be the woman that he desire you to be last time we looked at who is zachariah and today we want to move on further as we look at zachariah's work with god and work for god his work with god and his work for god two different things his personal walking with god and his personal work for god oftentimes we confuse these things we confuse our work with god as our work with god meanwhile there are two different things so let us go to the book of luke again chapter one we'll read verse six verse eight and verse nine so do you want to grab your bible as we read together i am reading from the king james version and it says verse six and they were both righteous before god walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the lord blameless verse eight and nine and it came to pass that while he executed the priest's office before God in the other of his course, according to the custom of the priest's office, his lot was to burn incense when he went into the temple of the Lord. Amen. So here again in verse 6, we are told that both Zechariah and his wife were both righteous before God. They were walking in all not in some zachariah worked in all the commandments and in all the ordinances of the lord and god found him blameless wow that is serious this was a pre-calvary brother this was an old testament order of serving god yet it was written concerning zachariah that he walked in all the commandments of God and in the ordinances of the Lord, he was blameless. He was a man who was committed to the reading 
of the scriptures. He was a man who was committed to the reading of the Torah for his own personal life and to follow whatsoever the Lord has instructed him from the scripture. No wonder why he was able to still stay with his wife despite the barrenness. You know, we live in a time when even ministers of the gospel are changing wives. You know, say, well, my wife did this, well, she's not had a child. But for Zachariah, his story was not so. He was committed to the Lord because he had a personal work with God. He was able to commit to his marital vow to his wife. In verse 8 and 9 now, we saw that Zachariah was a priest and he was the priest on duty. He was a serving priest for that day. And I want us to look at how Zachariah served in verse 9. It says, according to the custom of the priest's office, his lot was to burn incense when he went into the temple of the Lord. So how did he serve? Zachariah served in the order of his course. That is in the order of his division. There was a portion appointed to the division Zachariah belonged to. Remember that Zechariah was of Aaron's lineage. You will find that in 1 Chronicles chapter 24. We don't have the time to go into that now. So he was eight in the order. I personally love the way King James Version described the duty of Zechariah. It says, one, he executed the priest's office before God. Wow, that is very striking. So his ministry, his service unto the Lord was offered before God. It wasn't an eye service. It wasn't a pleasement. But he saw his service as a service unto the Lord. And though he served according to the priestly order, yet he served before God. Whether maybe in our time he served as an Anglican priest, as a Baptist priest, as a Pentecostal pastor, he sees it as an opportunity to serve before God. Thank God for the church ecclesiastical order. For him, whether he is offering the communion, whether it is a baptismal class, whether he was bringing forth the word, for him, it was a service unto God. And I think another thing is that he served to burn incense. So, all he was meant to do was to burn incense. That was all he had to carry out as the priest on duty. And one could have looked at it as something simple, something insignificant. But for Zachariah, he took this role and responsibility very serious. He did not see it as just burning incense, but burning it in the temple of the Lord. He was devoted to his duty and do not undermine his lot in the priestly office. Wow, this is mind-blowing. This is a challenge for me to take even my priestly duty serious. Am I called to podcast? I must do it as unto the Lord. Am I a blogger? It must be done unto the Lord. Do I have an oversight over two women, over three women, over a hundred? I must do it unto the Lord. Just as we saw Luke also took oversight 
over the life of Theophilus and compiled and put together the book of Luke and the book of Acts unto Theophilus. So I must take serious whatever Lord God apportioned me. I must do it joyfully. We must not despise whatsoever the Lord has committed into our hands, no matter how little or insignificant it may be. Maybe for you, you are a Sunday school teacher. Maybe you are to teach children under three, under five, under seven, the preteens, the teenage class. Do not take it for granted. It is a service unto the Lord. But it must be a service that comes out of your personal work with God. We will see later on that it was in the midst of um, Zechariah offering his service unto the Lord that he had an encounter. So the thing to take from today's podcast is this. Do not despise the little or the insignificant that has been committed into your hand. Whatsoever the Lord has permitted you to touch in his work, don't trade it for anything. Don't take it for granted. Do it as unto the Lord. Men may not see. Maybe your job is to help to write the church newsletter. Maybe your role is to help to write an article that do not have your name. Maybe yours is to contribute a blog. Maybe yours is to sing. Do it as unto the Lord. For we see that why Zachariah joyfully burnt incense unto the Lord. He didn't struggle to be the one to teach that day. His lot was to just burn incense. Unlike in our days where there is rivalry, jealousy, envy amongst us. I want to do what another person is doing. There is competition and you know duplication of jobs and works in the church of God, in the kingdom. Why so? Why the struggle between us? But for Zachariah, he was happy with the Lord that the Lord has given him. He labored for God out of his work with God. Without a work with God, there can be no work for God. And as I close to this broadcast, may I ask you, are you busy working for God? Maybe you are in charge of the children's department. You are in charge of the youth department. You are in charge of the women's department. Or whatsoever department. Maybe you are very busy underground doing this, arranging that. Maybe you are the church administrator. Maybe you are whatsoever in your organization. Is it a work that is done out of your personal work with God? We saw that what Luke gave to Theophilus was what he himself has carved out for himself. It was out of what he took from God that he gave to Theophilus. Do you have a set time when you seek God's face in his word and in prayer? Do you have a quiet time, a time where you meditate on the Lord and his dealings with you? Or do you wake and sleep and get along with your work? Maybe for you, you only take time to study the word of God when you are the one on duty. Maybe that is the only time you open the Bible and spend hours digging, searching in order to communicate with the people of God. God says, no, that is not the right way to serve me. Ministry is more effective 
when ministry comes out of our lives. Elizabeth walk and walk for God. Please the Lord. It honor the Lord. It glorify the Lord. And it is my prayer that may your life and your service for God be a work that will be pleasing unto the Lord. Amen. This is a Woman in Revival podcast. Two days ago, we started a series called Meditations on the Life of Zechariah. Our topic for today is a day to remember in his walk and work for God. Today, we will see how Zechariah had a day to remember in his work and walk for God. He was a man who not only did he do his job, but he had a walk with God. As he was in the temple doing his job, he would have been praying. He would have been beseeching God's face. If he had not been in the presence of the Lord, not only just doing his job, but seriously, spiritually in the presence of the Lord, he would never have got the news that his wife was to have a child. Maybe he had been praying for it. Maybe he had been begging God for a long time and now God had finally given it to him. Sisters, as you work for God, not only must you work for him, but to remember to prioritize your walk with him. Deborah Shinbi will now take his father on this subject. Heavenly Father, we thank you once again for the privilege to still gather at your feet, even during this broadcast. Once again, it is unto you we have come, Lord, that you may edify our hearts that you might make us women that are your oak of righteousness who are deep whose root is in you so that you can shoot forth our branches unto the south the west the east and the north thank you father god for your plan and your purpose for our womanhood thank you lord jesus in jesus name amen thank you so much for still taking the time to join us on this series meditations on the life of zachariah last time we saw zachariah's walk with god and his work for god and i want to encourage you if you have missed any of this series do go back to our website www.oakofrighteousness.co.uk or you can download our app women in revival on google play or download podbean on google play or app store and then search for Women in Revival. And do subscribe so that you can automatically get our broadcast either on our app, Women in Revival, or on Podbean. You can also listen to us on YouTube. Search for Transform Our Heart or so. And then whenever you get our broadcast, just make sure you subscribe so you can get the automatic addition. You can contact us for whatsoever reason. Go on our website and go on our contact us page. Send us your request and we endeavor to respond to it as soon as possible. Amen. And remember, you can also contact us via plus four four seven nine four four three nine eight four one five. Maybe you want to join one of our Bible classes 
or you want a one-on-one, -on -one, even if it is just studying with you, I say just, even though it ought not to be just, I promise you there is a willingness to journey with you, to help you even in your Christian work. Do feel free to contact us and we will see how the Lord will help us further. Today on Women in Revival broadcast, we want to look at a day to remember in Zachariah's work with God and work for God. A day to remember in his work with God and work for God. So let us go back and read the book of Luke, verse 10 to verse 13. Maybe we should take verse 10 to 13. And it reads, again, I'm reading from the King James Version. And the whole multitude of the people were praying without at the time of incense. And there appeared unto him, that is Zachariah, an angel of the Lord standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And when Zachariah saw him, he was troubled, and fear fell upon him. But the angel said unto him, Fear not, Zacharias, for thy prayer is heard. And thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son, and thou shalt call his name John. May the Lord bless his word as we meditate on it together on this broadcast. So here we are seeing Zachariah, who had a personal work with God and also working for God. In his office as priest, his lot was to offer incense unto the Lord. And at this junction, the whole multitude were out praying, and Zechariah the priest on duty was in the temple burning incense. He was in the service of the Lord. And there and there, the Lord's angel appeared unto Zechariah, standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And what are we to take from this? I am saying that our work for God, so to say, must first bring us to a personal encounter. The angel came personally to Zechariah. This is the ministry, honestly, that affects others. A ministry that comes out of our personal encounter with the Lord. And may I ask you, as God appeared unto you, are you serving God? just because that was what you studied in the uni are you a priest just as a vocation or you are a priest out of your personal work with god as i read the bible and i noted that many of the lives that god used had at different points had an encounter paul before his great exploit for god also had an encounter christ appeared to him on his way to Damascus. And this is the basis of God's doing exceedingly in Paul. And this must also be the basis of God doing exceedingly in you. For Mary, the mother of Jesus, to bear the seed, Christ Jesus in her womb, an angel appeared to her. And I believe this must be our cry as ladies. Lord, I do not want a ministry that has no appearance of your person. Don't put me in your work if I have no personal work, if I have no personal encounter with you. I think for me, my personal desire is I love the people who have taught me in the faith. 
people whose lives has affected me. But one of my inner cry is, Lord, I don't want my personal experience to just gather around all they have taught me. I want to go deeper with it. You know, just like the Berean Christians. So for any one of us to be active and to be effective in the work of ministry, there is an encounter that you must have. The angel of the Lord came solely for Zachariah. The congregations were outside. He was inside. And it seems Zachariah has never seen angels before. And many, many people may have burnt incense in that altar prior to that day. And everything would have gone as usual. No appearance of any angel. But as for Zachariah, who was on duty call, his service that day warranted a visitor from heaven. Wow. And it is my cry that, Lord, let my service be acceptable to you. And you know, I remember Cornelius too, whom an angel had to appear to also. As I am thinking of the various angelic visitations or encounters, I noted that people who had an outburst, an outburst came because of an encounter. Even when you go back and read church history, you read the past revivers, you will note that there is a hint of an encounter with someone. You think of it, B.E. the Jeremiah Latimer revival. It must be because God struck a deal in someone's heart. You think of the Welsh revival, the Evans Robert revival. All this came because God struck an encounter in the life of this one. Or is it the Jonathan Edwards revival? Just go back and read. None of these brothers or sisters were used of God without a personal encounter. I noted that prior to an outburst, there is a definite encounter. Like I said, do you want to talk of Mary of Galilee? She encountered an angel and afterward she conceived Christ the Messiah. Mary Magdalene also encountered the resurrected Christ. And then she became the first proclaimer of Christ's resurrection. Cornelius encountered an angel and became his personal and family journey into Christ. Gideon also had an angelic encounter and that set him on the path of deliverance for Israel. Hagar had an angelic encounter twice but she wasted it. May we not waste God's divine encounters. Manoah's wife had an angelic encounter and ushered her into conceiving Samson. The shepherds in Luke chapter 2 had an angelic encounter and they were privileged to see the Messiah. All these and many more reveals to us that such encounters are usually the beginning of something spectacular. So this encounter of Zachariah with the angel began the beginning of something new, both for him, his wife, and even his ministry. 
the angel appeared to him. The whole multitude of the people were praying without at the time of incense. Verse 10 says of that Luke chapter 2. And Zechariah was within offering incense before the Lord. And there and there an angel from heaven appeared unto him. It was a day to remember in Zechariah's work with God and in Zechariah's work for God. And I believe we must cry to the Lord that, Lord, don't let me just be born in incense. Give me a personal encounter. Many, many, many in the work of God. We are just born in incense. We are born out and the people of God are burnt out activities upon activities people are doing so much and they are not engaging god they only engage god because there is a, an opportunity to speak for god how can such a ministry be effective it must be our cry that lord don't make me a minister without an encounter encounter me O lord give me an encounter that sets my life that sets my ministry on the right course and as we raise this outcry unto the Lord, I believe the God that granted unto Zachariah an encounter which he will forever remember in his personal work with God and in his work for God. And even the people that he was pastoring them, they themselves noted that Zachariah had an encounter. When an encounter comes upon your life, those that surrounds you, will be able to witness, will be able to identify indeed that you have had an encounter. For Zechariah, an angel appeared to him while carrying out his duty in the temple. He was at his duty post and it was at this duty post that the Lord sent an angel to him. Zechariah was afraid. He was troubled. He was fearful. That verse told us. But the angel reassured Zachariah. He was told not to be fearful. He said Zachariah's prayer was heard. His prayer for Elizabeth to be pregnant. And I am thinking perhaps while he was serving in the temple, he was also presenting his own personal need unto God. He prayed for the people and also prayed for himself. And God heard and sent him an angel. And Zachariah was told, his wife shall bear him a son. Wow, it is my prayer that your labor in the kingdom will not be a vain labor, will not be a vague labor. It will be a labor out of a personal encounter. Amen. This is Woman in Revival podcast. Three days ago, we started a series called Meditations on the Life of Zechariah. Our topic for today is A Charge to Keep. Today we will see, as Zechariah was in the temple, not only working for God, but also walking with him, he had a charge to keep. God sent an angel to him and told him that his wife Elizabeth would give birth to a baby boy and he should be called John sisters could you imagine 
that God answered his prayer? Sister, do you truly have a walk with God? Maybe if you indeed have a walk with God, he will come to you in magnificent ways with a charge for you to keep. Deborah Shinobi will now take us further on this subject. Father, we just praise you, Lord. As we continue in this series, equip our hearts. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. You are welcome once again onto this broadcast. We thank God for what the Lord is sharing with us, what He's opening our eyes to see from the life of Zachariah as we meditate together upon the life of this dear character. Whom Luke, the physician, brought to the attention of Theophilus, and not only to Theophilus now, but to the many generations of Christians after Theophilus. Last time we saw that there was a day to remember in Zechariah's work for God and work with God. And this must also characterize our life. There must be a point of encounter that sets our life on course. And may I encourage if you have missed any of this series, go back to our website www.okofrighteousness.co.uk or gravesamchristianladies.co.uk which links you to the same website. If you get on our website, go on our WIR podcast, which is Women in Revival podcast. And or you can just go on the website and go on the search space, search for meditations on the life of Zechariah. And you can also listen on our app, download our app, Women in Revival app on Google Play and subscribe to our podcast. And you can also listen to us on Podbean. Go on Google Play or App Store and download Podbean. Then search for Women in Revival and make sure you subscribe. You can listen to us on Anchor on Google Cast and many, many other podcast platforms. And it is my prayer that the Lord will engage and encounter you. If you have any need of counseling or you want a one-on-one relationship, or you desire us to follow you up or you have a prayer request, do feel free to contact us. Or you have some questions to ask for that, contact us on plus 447944-398-415 or send us an email to info at okofrighteousness.co.uk or go on our website and drop us a line and we will respond to you as the Lord helps us. Amen. I want to challenge you to please share this broadcast with your loved ones. Share on your social media. Be amongst women that are promoting godliness, that are spreading sound doctrine. We live in a time in an age where there is unsound doctrine all over in our time. So it is my charge to you that you arise and begin to spread this good news to as many that are in your contact. Share this with them. Amen. Today, we want to look at a charge to keep. As we meditate on the life of Zechariah, let us consider a charge to keep. Let's go back and read the book of Luke again, chapter 1, verses 11 to 17. And it reads, again, I'm reading from the King James Version. And there appeared unto him an angel of the Lord, standing on the right side of the altar of incense, 
And when Zachariah saw him, he was troubled, and fear fell upon him. But the angel said unto him, Fear not, Zacharias, for thy prayer is heard, and thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son, and thou shalt call his name John, and thou shalt have joy and gladness, and many shall rejoice at his birth. For he shall be great in the sight of the Lord, and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink, and he shall be filled with the Holy Ghost, even from his mother's womb. And many of the children of Israel shall he turn to the Lord their God. And he shall go before him in the spirit and power of Elias to turn the house of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. A charge to keep. Here we are seeing Zachariah, a man who had a personal work with God, a man who was laboring in the kingdom for God, a man who had an encounter, now was given a charge to keep. Look, we see in these verses that we have read again from verses 11 to 17 of Luke 1, continued in his certainty report to brother Theophilus. And here he tried to bring to Theophilus' attention and even your attention also that Zechariah had an encounter with an angel. And in this encounter with an, with, a, with an angel, we saw last time that before any outburst, there ought to be an encounter. And in this Zechariah's encounter with an angel, there is a charge he was given. We see that an angel appeared to Zechariah while carrying out his duty in the temple. Zechariah was at his duty post when the Lord sent him an angel. He was told not to be afraid, not to be fearful, and the angel reassured him. And the angel told Zechariah that his wife shall bear him a son. Even though he was old, maybe medically speaking, his wife had passed menopause, yet here is a reassurance that his wife will bear him a son. And he was told what the name of the son will be. So having had a personal work with God, having had a good relationship with his wife, having had a good work for God, now we see God committing a child, a life, a soul, a newborn into his hand. He was told he will have a son. He was told what his name of the son will be. He was told what will become of his son and many. He was told joy and gladness will the baby bring to Zachariah and many shall rejoice at the birth of this baby. And later on from verse um, 15, we see the angel began to tell Zachariah things about this son that he is going to give birth to. And all this came to Zechariah because he was a man who was righteous before God, who was walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord and commandment blameless. Though Zechariah had personal need, he did not give up on God. And we see at this point, at this point, how God came to keep a charge in his hand in the person of John the Baptist. Zechariah was told, he and many shall have joy and rejoice at the birth of John. 
he was told this child shall be great in the Lord's sight. He shall neither drink wine nor strong drink and all of those. So I am seeing God committing the life, a future preparer of the way of the Lord unto Zachariah's hand. And the details of his upbringing, what his life will accomplish, what to drink and what not to drink was committed into the hands of Zachariah. He was told, John will go before the Lord in the spirit and in the power of Eliah. And the purpose of this spirit and power is to turn the hearts of fathers to the children, the disobedient to the wisdom of the just, so that John can make ready a people prepared for the Lord. So already, Zechariah was told the purpose of his son and how to accomplish it. A charge was committed into Zechariah's hand. A faithful man who was walking closely with the Lord. He was told the purpose for which John was given. He was told the reason why John was coming to act. He was told that John was coming to prepare the way for the Lord Jesus. And if John did many great things, and none of all what the angel told Zechariah, John would have lived a wasted life. So here is the reason why this charge, the details concerning the life of John, was committed into the hands of Zechariah. John was to make ready a people prepare for the Lord. And this also reminded me of Samson, of Ishmael, of Josiah, of Jacob, of Esau, Isaac, and even our Lord Jesus, who were all born. And prior to their birth, their purpose was spoken to their parents. And we see that all this information came to Zachariah as he discharged his priestly duty. A charge to keep was committed into Zachariah's hand. Ministry is not to be a futile effort. Ministry is not to be a walk around the clock that yields nothing. Ministry is to produce into your hand a charge to keep for the Lord, a soul to keep for the Lord, a life to keep for the Lord. Ministry is not just about podcasting and talking and talking, not just about blogging and blogging, not just about doing weekly services and services, much more. It is about taking oversight of a life. A charge was committed into Zachariah's hand. A life that will be born. A life that will prepare the heart of the people of God for the soon coming Messiah. And it is my prayer that the Lord will grant you consistency and tenacity in His will, in His purpose. May the Lord help you not to be weary, but to be faithful in little things and to be faithful to the details of the charge that the Lord has committed into your hands. Zechariah left home that day to go and burn incense in the temple. But little did he know that that journey, that that journey was what will release him into God's will for his life. It was what will release him into bringing forth John, the forerunner of our Lord Jesus Christ. A charge to keep was committed to a faithful man, to a faithful priest who had a walk with God, who had a walk for God. 
God will not commit his treasure to those who are not working with him. The scripture says the secret of the Lord is with those who fears him. Do you fear the Lord? Are you working with him? Are you working closely with him? And I am praying that he who encountered Zechariah and gave him a child to keep will grant you an encounter that will release you into a daily work with him so that he can commit into your hand his charge to keep for him. Amen. This Women in Revival podcast. Four days ago, we started a series called Meditations on the Life of Zechariah. Our topic for today is his unbelief and the effects thereof. Today, we will see Zechariah and how he did not believe God, even though God told him that he would have a son. He said that how could that happen? Zechariah did not have belief in the facts that God would do it for him. Sister, maybe God has promised something. Maybe God has told you something. Have belief. Have faith. He will do it. He will accomplish it. Zechariah became dumb because he did not have belief. Have faith in God. He will do everything he can to help you. Deborah Shnabi will now take us further on this subject. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for this series that we are still journeying through. Please engage and encounter us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you once again for your patience in continuing with us on this series, Meditations on the Life of Zachariah. You can get any past episode from our website, www.okofrighteousness.co.uk. You can listen to us on our app. Women in Revival app, which you can download on Google Play, and you can get us on Podbean. Download Podbean on Google Play or App Store and search for Women in Revival. Last time we saw that God kept a charge in Zachariah's hand, and He wants to give you a charge also to keep. I want to encourage you to share this broadcast with your loved ones. If you have any need to contact us, do go on our contact us page on our website and we will be diligent to respond to you. Today, let us go and look at his unbelief and the effect thereof. The unbelief of Zachariah and the effect of his unbelief. So let us read Luke chapter 1 verses 18 to 20 and it reads, And Zachariah said unto the angel, Whereby shall I know this? For I am an old man, and my wife well stricken in years. And the angel answered said unto him, I am Gabriel, that stand in the presence of God, and am sent to speak unto thee, and to shew thee these glad tidings. And behold, thou shalt be dumb, and not be able to speak until the day that these things shall be performed, because thou believest not my words, which shall be fulfilled in their season. This is the word of the Lord. And thanks be to God. So again, in this certainty report that Luke brought to Theophilus, I want us to see what the Lord wants to bring to our attention. Our case study, Zachariah, 
whom we have been meditating on. We are seeing that he walked in unbelief. So we want to see his unbelief and the effect of his unbelief. When Zachariah was told by the angel that he will have a son, so between that verse 18 and 20, he doubted. He said, how can this be? I am old. My wife is old. Zachariah questioned and doubted what the angel of God said. He said, whereby shall I know this? He wasn't asking like Mary, but he was asking in doubt. He wants to be certain. It's as if he did not want to walk in faith. Maybe he looked at his circumstance and how this can be so true of us, the people of faith. How we would have had so solid a great walk with God. And maybe because of a lack we have experienced for years, when God now comes and says, now is the season of thy visitation, we doubt. We look at medical reasons why it can never be. We look at our physiology, our biology, how these things that the Lord is speaking can never be. We look at the affairs of the nation and conclude that this can never be. So such was the situation of brother Zechariah, a man who was blameless concerning the commandment and the law of the Lord. And therefore we saw that the angel of God told him that he will be dumb till the birth of the baby. So his unbelief and the effect of his unbelief on him in verse 20 is that he shall be dumb. The angel said to him, Behold, thou shalt be dumb and not able to speak until the day that these things shall be performed. Oh, it is my prayer that we will not learn faith by force. I believe that Kariah will believe the certainty immediately became dumb. If it was difficult for him to believe what God has spoken, immediately he couldn't speak again, he will believe. And must God take us to that length before we come to faith in the Lord? We see here that God sent his angel who stands every time in his presence to tell Zachariah these things and to show Zachariah these glad tidings. But Zachariah believed not. And a sign was given him, which was his being dumb till the baby's birth. Wow. And I am very sure, like I said, Zachariah will believe 100%. And though he is dumb, he will also look forward to the day the baby will be born. Zachariah, though righteous, but doubted God's word because of his and his wife's age. He said in verse 18, Whereby shall I know this? For I am an old man, and my wife was stricken in years. He looked at his age. He looked at his wife's age and said, How can I know? Give me a sign. Where is the sign? How can I know this is true? This was a man who had great testimony with the Lord. So Zachariah, though he was righteous, he doubted God's word because of his age and the age of his wife. And he didn't act like Elizabeth. Elizabeth said to Mary, said, look, in that same Luke chapter 2 verse 45, Elizabeth said to Mary that, look, blessed is she that believes, for there shall be a performance of those things spoken to her by the Lord. I guess Elizabeth also was speaking here because she has seen the result of doubt upon her husband. And it is my prayer 
that the Lord will help us to believe whatsoever the Lord has spoken to us. Even it may not make sense, it may look silly, it may look foolish. May we be women who respond to the word of the Lord by faith. Amen. Women in Revival podcast. One week ago, we started a series called Meditations on the Life of Zechariah. Our topic for today is the effect of his dumbness. Today, we will see that because of his dumbness, because he can no longer speak, Zechariah was not able to defend his wife when the neighbors were coming and saying, You should name the child Zechariah, you should name the child this, you should name the child that. Then she said, No, I want to name the child John. How could you say so? None of your husband's family is named John. You cannot name the child John. You must name him Zechariah and all sorts of things they were saying. So oftentimes, families, friends, people, work colleagues try to advise us on how to raise our children. Yet the life of Elizabeth and Zechariah is showing us that we must not allow the neighbours and the cousins and the friends of this world to stop us from raising our children in the way God wants us to raise our children. Sisters, I pray for each and every one of you out there that God will help you, that other people will not influence your choices and decisions concerning your children and your life at large. Deborah Shinobi will now take us further on this subject. Thank you, Father God, for this series once again. Thank you for opening to us in a little way the life of Zachariah. As we continue, please engage our hearts. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you, ladies, for still joining us on Women in Revival. Some of you, you are listening in your kitchen, in your bedroom, in your living room. Some of you, you are listening while driving. Some of you, you are listening while less busy, maybe uh, during your break time. And it is my prayer that the Lord will wire into you the truth of his word. We are going through this series called Meditations on the Life of Zechariah. And I believe the life of Zechariah has been a challenge to you and to me as our dear brother Luke penned down this episode. Feel free to share our broadcast if you have missed any series. Like I always say, go back to our website oakofrighteousness.co.uk or gravesamchristianladies.co.uk Search for meditations on the life of Zachariah. And as you find this series, share with others. Share on your social media. Feel free to contact us for follow-up, for prayer, for one-on-one, whatsoever. Do feel free to contact us. Maybe you are a women ministry leader or you are a pastor's wife, you need resources. Feel free to contact us and we will see how to help you to run any of the broadcasts with a workbook, even with your women. Amen. So today we want to look at the effect of his dumbness, the effect of Zachariah's dumbness. When God sent him an angel and told him what will be happening, he questioned, 
he queried that he doubted it and he became dumb so what is the effect of zachariah's dumbness i am seeing what happens when men are missing in their roles so let us go and read luke chapter 1 verses 57 to 61 and it says again from the king james version now elizabeth full time came that she should be delivered and she brought forth a son and her neighbors and her cousins heard how the lord has showed great mercy upon her and they rejoiced with her and it came to pass around the eighth day they came to circumcise the child and they called him zacharias after the name of his father and his mother answered and said not so but he shall be called john and they said unto her there is none of thy kindred that is called by this name amen i want us to consider even these verses together the effect of the dumbness of zachariah from the verses that we have just read so what are the things we can take remember zachariah had an encounter while he was on duty in the temple burning incense and between verse 23 downward zachariah having completed his days of ministration returned back home and i think for me i am trying to imagine him in the office of ministry for those seven days with no speech how would elizabeth have believed maybe elizabeth was actually among the crowd praying outside i don't know but the bible says as soon as the days of zechariah's ministration were accomplished he departed to his own house and i think this is another key lesson for me as we consider the life of zechariah i'm saying from the life of zechariah that when zechariah finished his ministration he went to his own home not to the home of the people to counsel them or pray for them he returned to his wife at home and after his return home, his wife Elizabeth became pregnant. We see that the return of Zachariah home brought conception to his wife. And I think for me, this is a type of ministry that I am trusting God for. A ministry that is fruitful. A ministry that bears fruits in the life of people. I am praying that, Lord, I don't want to be involved in many things that do not affect my life, nor that of those in my household not to talk of those without and i'm begging god to please show me mercy and show you mercy for there is an encounter that affects your life and those lives that are tied to your loins that is the type of encounter we are believing god for so on the other hand we saw that elizabeth became pregnant due to the encounter that her husband had and i am saying that zachariah's dumbness was not a matter to elizabeth the lack of speech in Zachariah did not hinder Elizabeth. It was actually in the time of that muteness that God through Zachariah impregnated Elizabeth. Elizabeth, having conceived, took time apart also to hide. Even though, yes, this series is not about Elizabeth, but we can't talk about Zachariah and not mention Elizabeth. Like I said, go on our website. We ran a series in the past tag gleanings from elizabeth zachariah also it will be a blessing to you so elizabeth got pregnant she hid herself for five months and now she was living with a dumb husband 
Elizabeth was living with the husband that is dumb. And from the scripture that we read now, that verse 59, 57 to 61, we were told that when Elizabeth full time came, she delivered and brought forth a son. And in verse 58, we are told that her neighbors and her cousin heard what the Lord has done for her and they rejoiced with her. And then in verse 59, it came to pass that on the eighth day, these people came to circumcise the child that Elizabeth gave birth to. And they called the child's name Zachariah after the name of his father. And I think for me, this is what I am seeing as the effect of the dumbness of Zachariah. They came to name him Zachariah. When Elizabeth's time to deliver came, she brought forth a son. And what God did in Elizabeth was noise that brought to her neighbors, to her cousin. They heard how the Lord has shown great mercy upon her and they rejoiced with her. And due to the impossibility that the Lord had done in Elizabeth and brought it forth many had. And now I am now seeing that the dumbness of Zachariah gave room for cousins, for neighbors to assume his role. So I want us to see when men are missing in their roles. Between that verse 59 and 61, we saw that the cousins and neighbors of Elizabeth who heard and rejoiced with Elizabeth came on the eighth day to circumcise Zachariah's son. And these people named the child Zachariah according to his father's name. But thank God for Elizabeth, whom God gave the custody of John to. Also, she said, no, that cannot be the name of the baby. She stood in the gap for her husband. She said, his name is John. For what a name is matters a lot. And we can see the neighbors and the cousins here. They meant good for Elizabeth. And they could only help Elizabeth according to their own understanding too. They were not the ones that were given the charge to keep. It was Zachariah. But unfortunately, Zachariah, who was given the custody of John the Baptist at this point, was muted. But Elizabeth, who conceived John and hid five months, knew what name the child should be given. She was working with the Lord and also with her husband. And I think for me, as I look at the activity of these cousins and the neighbors, in as much as I believe in community child upbringing, as it said that it takes a community to raise a child, yet I believe that it is my sole responsibility to know the nitty gritty of God's plan for my child. If I do not know, people will help me to name them. And people helping to name my children might have serious consequences. So it is my prayer as the one whom God has given the charge of my children to keep. To beg God for clear vision concerning my children. Or as neighbors, friends, cousins will come and name them according to their own understanding. God had a blueprint for John's life. And he gave the same to Zechariah. Other people's idea for John was because they believed he must have a kindred name. And you know, yet that was not God's plan for John. 
these neighbors and cousins, for me, they are quite funny. They made signs even to Zechariah later on, which we will see. The thing that I am taking from here is this. When men are missing in their rules, our children will be at risk. Our children will be taken over by social services. Our children will be raised by the world standard. If men go missing in their roles and responsibilities as a pastor over their families, things will go worse. People will take charge, will take authority over their wives, over their children. The effect of the dumbness of Zachariah was to give room now to tradition, to custom, to name his son, whom God had already given the blueprint for his life. Is your husband gone missing? Could it be that your husband is not playing his fatherly role? Could it be that you are a single parent, single and deadly, raising your son? Could it be that there is an effect of a lack of father figure in your child or your children's life? God has an encouragement for you during this broadcast. There are still brothers in the church. There are fathers in the faith who can help step into that role even for you. Don't allow the neighbors, the causes of this world, give you ideas as to how to raise your children. Maybe your husband is actually there, but he's not stepping up to his responsibility. Why not go on your knee on his behalf? Why not stand in the gap for him? Just as Elizabeth stood in the gap for her son and for her husband, saying, no, he cannot be called Zachariah. He shall be conjured. I am praying that the Lord will find you as a woman who breathe the gap over the effect of the dumbness of the men in our society, of the men in our churches. We have many young men growing in our churches without the role model of Christian fathers to look up to. We have sons that are becoming wayward, that are getting into gangs. Where are men who can take responsibility over them, who can walk with them through our boyhood into manhood? We have young men who are into drug addiction. There are not men who are willing to pour forth their lives into our younger men. These young men may be in our churches. They may come to church every Sunday, but there is no one taking personal responsibility over their spiritual good. Why not go on your knee and cry for the missing men in your home? in our churches and we will see God raise up even our men again. Amen. This is Women in Revival podcast. 
One week ago, we started a series called Meditations on the Life of Zechariah. Our topic for today is When Men Step Up. Today, we will see how Zechariah stood up and opened his mouth and said that no, the child's name shall be John. Sisters, many men in the church and in the world, men who have wives, who men who have families, are there sitting down. They have not stood up. They have not stood up for what is right. They have not stood up for what is right concerning their family, concerning their home, concerning their lives. They have not stood up and said no to the family of this world, to the cousins, to the friends. Sisters, pray fall down on your knees and pray for the men of the church pray for your husbands pray for your fathers pray for your brothers that they will indeed step up that they will rise up and take their position Deborah Shinobi will not take us further on this subject thank you father god once again even as we approach the end of this series meditations on the life of zachariah do take preeminence, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. I want to thank you so much for the time you've taken in joining us. And I hope you spread this news with your loved ones. We are still on this series, Meditations on the Life of Zachariah. Last time we saw the effect of his dumbness. We saw that when men are missing in their roles, outsiders, the social services will step in for them. And this is not what we want to see. We want to see our men in our homes, our men in our churches, stepping up to their roles and responsibility. Maybe you are a single parent, or maybe you think you have a husband in the home, but not stepping up. Why not give us a call? Contact us and let's see how we can work with you to see God prevail over your life and over your home. Feel free to contact us on plus four four seven nine four four three nine eight. 415 or go on our website www.okofrighteousness.co.uk go on our contact us page and contact us you can listen to us on our app women in revival which you can download on google play and you can also get us on podbean download podbean on google play and search for women in revival we are getting to the end of this series and today we want to look when men step up when dumbness is taken away we see what happens so let us go and read the book of Luke chapter 1 verses 62 to 66 Luke 1 62 to 66 says and they made signs to his father how he would have him called and he asked for a writing table and wrote saying his name is John and they marveled all and his mouth was opened immediately and his tongue loosed and he spake and praised God. And fear came on all that dwelt round about them. And all these things were noised abroad throughout all the hill country of Judea. And all they that had them laid them up in their hearts, saying, What manner of child shall this be? And the hand of the Lord was with him. Wow. Quite encouraging, isn't it? So we are seeing what happens when men step up you know as i was reading i was just thinking that do you know zachariah was still muted he was still dumb until the time his child was actually named even though the son was born so why so we are seeing that when we are not stepping up to our responsibility we might not see the miracle 
that God wants to bring forth in our lives. So we see the neighbors and the cousins having decided that they are calling the newborn baby Zachariah. And the mother refused that no, you cannot call this child Zachariah. He shall be called John. And we see them here now in verse 62, making signs to Zachariah how they should call the boy. And here is where the question comes for me. Why didn't these cousins, this neighbor, do this before? Why did they assume the responsibility that did not belong to them? Why did they take responsibility that wasn't theirs? And the only answer that I can respond to is that I am saying again that if our men are not taking responsibility, there are many out there who will do so. And this may be to our detriment. So we see Elizabeth having refused the name they gave her son. Now the cousins and the neighbors turned to Zachariah. And then Zachariah asked for writing materials. And I am trying to think why they were doing all those. Did he show any sign? Did he acted while they were saying he would become Zachariah? Did he show any body language to say no, no, no? Did he show anything? The Bible did not give us this account. But we are told that these cousins and neighbors now made a sign to Zachariah. Okay, Zachariah could not hear. He was dumb. He could not hear. So while all those discussions were going on, he didn't know what they were discussing. But they made sign to him at this point. And when sign was made to him, Zachariah asked for a writing table. And he wrote the name of the baby to be John. Wow. When men rise up to their responsibility, our children will begin to take the right name. Our community will be shaping according to God's standard, according to God's purpose. It is my prayer that each and every woman listening today will begin to see the gravity of our husbands assuming their roles in our homes, in our society. That each and every woman going through this series with us we see the need the need to be on your knee for your husband not in nagging him but in praying him into his role and his responsibility in your home i am seeing that the reason why social services and many organizations want to run our homes is because fathers are absent spiritually fathers are absent emotionally physically and so on we see that the moment zachariah wrote the name the moment zachariah assumed his role and responsibility as the head over that household all arguments ceased oh it is my prayer that the lord will cause our society to give power back again to the men we live in a generation where men have been stripped of their authority, of their role in many of our countries. We see that Zachariah was to be dumb till the day the thing spoken to him is confirmed. But it did not happen for him until he stepped into his fatherly role for John. And I am saying that it is not enough to be a father, but much more to be an active father. It is not enough to have men's ministry in our churches. It is not enough to have fathers in many of our homes. 
much more. God is expecting our men to rise up to responsibility. But it is not going to happen through our nagging. It is not going to happen through our quarreling. It is going to happen through our gentle push in the place of prayer. Oh, Father God, cause fathers in our society and particularly in the church to step up to their responsibility so that the fulfillment of prophecy will come. Oh, Lord, Zachariah's tongue was loosed. His mouth was open and he spake and praised you. Immediately he stepped up to play his role as a father. Lord, bring our men in your church, in our homes, so go back to their place of authority. Please, Lord, as we finish today's episode, I want us to quickly see the effect of absent fathers, even as we looked at that look that we read. Absent fathers gives power to the community to rule our family life. The absence of fathers in our home cause mother's input to be less effective. The absence of fathers in the home cause the man to be redundant. It cause outsiders to want to invade the lives of our children and our family life. And when men step up, what is the effect? When men step up, the right name will be given to our children. The community will know that the father's input is indispensable. When fathers step up, they will protect the mother's input. When fathers step up, children will be raised in God's way and in God's preconception for their lives. Oh, Father in heaven, you in whom families on earth are named, Restore our husbands, Lord, to their roles as head of the family. Cause us not to trivialize the place of fathers in the home. Zachariah, the father, the head of the family, stepped up. And there and there, his speech returned. And all came on those around them. And Zachariah began to praise you. Bring restoration, Lord. To homes where the fathers are absent, where the fathers have migrated away from his role and his responsibility. Lord, bring restoration to fathers who are in the homes yet unable to play their fatherly roles. We beg you, Lord, restore authority back to our husbands, to our men in the church, so that our children can be rescued again. Amen. Thank you, Father God. Thou the God of the beginning and thou the God of the end, our Alpha, our Omega. We started this series, you've seen us through. Even as we round up the series today, please speak to our hearts, Lord. Seal it up, O God, even with the blood of your precious Son. Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Thank you so, so much for joining, joining through this series with us. We thank God for this series, Meditations on the Life of Zachariah. As we close the broadcast today, I want to encourage you to go back to our website to catch up on any of the episodes that you might have missed. 
go to oakofrighteousness.co.uk and search for meditations on the life of Zachariah or go on our Women in Revival podcast, WIR podcast and search for podcast by series and then scroll down and you will find this particular series. Share with your loved one. Spread this good news to those around you. Amen. And if you want to contact us, you can contact us via our contact us page on our website or send us an email to info at oakofrighteousness.co.uk. You can also contact us via plus four four seven nine four four three nine eight four one five. You can send us a WhatsApp. Use any means that you can to contact us. Today, as we finish this series on the meditations on the life of Zachariah, we cannot exhaust everything about the life of Zachariah. We've only brought a little out of what the Lord has taught me to you also, that we might be able to share thoughts together, even on the word of God regarding the life of Zachariah that our brother Luke brought to the attention of Theophilus. So today we are rounding up as we look at Rise up, O men of God. We saw last time how men, how when men step up, things take shape. When men step up, spirituality will be awakened in our homes again. So we are rounding up by challenging and crying to God, Rise up, O men of God. This ought to be your prayer for your husbands that seems not to be assuming their roles and their responsibility or for your estranged husband begin to pray and ask the Lord cause this man to rise up O God so let us go and read the book of Luke chapter 1 verses 67 to 68 and for as many of you maybe maybe you are widowed and you are raising your children by yourselves particularly the sons and there is no father figure to help you to support you in their upbringing Begin to cry to the Lord, Lord, raise men of God for my sons. Raise people who will walk with my son, O Lord. And God is able and faithful to do that. So let us go to the book of Luke, chapter 1, verses 67 to 68. Again, we read from the King James Version and it says, And his father Zacharias was filled with the Holy Ghost and prophesied, saying, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he have visited and redeemed these people and have raised up an horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David. As he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that he would be saved, that we should be saved from our enemies, and from the hand of all the world, and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our fathers, and to remember his holy covenant, that the oath which he swore to our father Abraham, that he will grant unto us that we be delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him, all the days of our life. And thou, child, shall be called the prophet of the highest. For thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people by the remission of their sins 
through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high are visited us. May the Lord bless his word as we meditate together again in Jesus' name. Amen. So again, we are saying, when men rise up, what happens? When Zachariah rose up, his lips was loosed. He praised God. He prophesied. So from the scripture that we read, we saw that the Bible says Zachariah was filled with the Holy Ghost. When our men rise up to their responsibility, God can fill them up even with his power. So Zachariah was filled with the Holy Spirit. He praised God. When he regained his speech back, his first action was not to lament the predicament of no speech for the past months, but instead he praised God. And how did he praise God? He praised the God of Israel. He praised him for he has visited and redeemed his people. He has raised up an horn of salvation for his people. Zachariah praised God for who he is to his people. He sees Jesus as the horn of salvation. He traces back to the prophecy of the prophets who which had been before. He went further in his word of praise that God wanted them to be saved from their enemies and those that hate them. Wow! When men step up, I am saying that there will be a high praise to our God. And as we move a little bit step further in those verses, in verse 76 now, we, saw, we see that Zechariah having praised God now turned to the child and began to bless the child. He began to speak blessing upon the child. We see Zechariah having gained his speech, having returned the praise to the Lord, now blessed the boy John. What a profound way to be a father. Oh, that the Lord will cause our fathers to rise up, to bless our sons, to pronounce their blessing upon their children, to pronounce their blessing upon we, their wives. In the blessing of Zachariah on John, we see him declare God's will and purpose for John. This is the reason why our men need to rise up. This is the reason why you need to be on your knee for your husband to rise up to his task, to his responsibility. Zachariah blessed and prayed for John. He said, John shall be called the prophet of the highest for he shall go before the face of the Lord to prepare his way. He shall prepare the way of the Lord by giving knowledge of salvation unto his people by the remission of their sins. Wow. And he said, this is the result of the tender mercies of God. For the day spring from on high have visited them. So I am saying that from verse 78 to 79, Zachariah began to speak of what God will do through Christ. 
Zachariah said, Christ is this day spring from on high. And he said, this day spring has visited them. This day spring will give light. And those that sit in darkness and the shadow of death will receive light again. And I am saying that Zachariah saw the birth of his son as a certainty for the coming of the Messiah to redeem his people. And as we round up this broadcast today, I am saying again that God seeks channels to flow through. God came through Mary. He came through Zachariah and his family. And it is my prayer that may the Lord find expression in you. For your husband that seems not to be taking his role, his responsibility in the life of your children, in your life, in your home. I am praying that the Lord will find you as his channel to reach your husband as you become a woman on your knee. And how can I ever thank God for Zachariah and will neglect even the person of Luke who put this certainty together? I am very grateful for the Lord who found even the vessel called called Luke to put this together. He rose up as a man in his own generation. And, and it is my prayer that the men in our homes, the men in our churches will rise up even to the task of raising the young Christian men in our churches today. That the men in our churches will rise up also. Even as Luke rose up, as Zechariah rose up, that they will rise up in their various homes. Whether they be ministers, whether they be laymen, they will rise up to the charge that is committed into their hands. Amen.